Section four of Christian Science by Mark Twain. Read by John Greenman. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter four. No one doubts, certainly not I, that the mind exercises a powerful influence over the body. From the beginning of time, the sorcerer, the interpreter of dreams, the fortune teller, the charlatan, the quack, the wild medicine man, the educated physician, the mesmerist, and the hypnotist have made use of the client's imagination to help them in their work. They have all recognized the potency and availability of that force. Physicians cure many patients with a bread pill. They know that where the disease is only a fancy, the patient's confidence in the doctor will make the bread pill effective. Faith in the doctor. Perhaps that is the entire thing. It seems to look like it. In old times the king cured the king's evil by the touch of the royal hand. He frequently made extraordinary cures. Could his footman have done it? No, not in his own clothes. Disguised as the king? Could he have done it? I think we may not doubt it. I think we may feel sure that it was not the king's touch that made the cure in any instance, but the patient's faith in the efficacy of a king's touch. Genuine and remarkable cures have been achieved through contact with the relics of a saint. Is it not likely that any other bones would have done as well if the substitution had been concealed from the patient? When I was a boy, a farmer's wife who lived five miles from our village had great fame as a faith doctor. That was what she called herself. Sufferers came to her from all around, and she laid her hand upon them and said, Have faith, it is all that is necessary and they went away well of their ailments. She was not a religious woman, and pretended to no occult powers. She said that the patient's faith in her did the work. Several times I saw her make immediate cures of severe toothaches. My mother was the patient. In Austria there is a peasant who drives a great trade in this sort of industry, and has both the high and the low for patients. He gets into prison every now and then for practicing without a diploma, but his business is as brisk as ever when he gets out, for his work is unquestionably successful and keeps his reputation high. In Bavaria there is a man who performed so many great cures that he had to retire from his profession of stage carpentering in order to meet the demand of his constantly increasing body of customers. He goes on from year to year doing his miracles, and has become very rich. He pretends to no religious helps, no supernatural aids, but thinks there is something in his makeup which inspires the confidence of his patients, and that it is this confidence which does the work and not some mysterious power issuing from himself. Note, January 1903, I have personal and intimate knowledge of the miraculous cure of a case of paralysis which had kept the patient helpless in bed during two years, in spite of all that the best medical science of New York could do. 
the traveling quack that is what they called him came on two successive mornings and lifted the patient out of bed and said walk and the patient walked that was the end of it it was forty-one years ago the patient has walked ever since m t within the last quarter of a century in america several sects of curers have appeared under various names and have done notable things in the way of healing ailments without the use of medicines there are the mind cure the faith cure the prayer cure the mental science cure and the christian science cure and apparently they all do their miracles with the same old powerful instrument the patient's imagination differing names but no difference in the process but they do not give that instrument the credit each sect claims that its way differs from the ways of the others they all achieve some cures there is no question about it and the faith cure and the prayer cure probably do no harm when they do no good since they do not forbid the patient to help out the cure with medicines if he wants to but the others bar medicines and claim ability to cure every conceivable human ailment through the application of their mental forces alone there would seem to be an element of danger here it has the look of claiming too much i think public confidence would probably be increased if less were claimed note february nineteen o three i find that christian science claims that the healing force which it employs is radically different from the force used by any other party in the healing business i shall talk about this toward the end of this work m t the christian scientist was not able to cure my stomach-ache and my cold but the horse-doctor did it this convinces me that christian science claims too much in my opinion it ought to let diseases alone and confine itself to surgery there it would have everything its own way the horse-doctor charged me thirty kreutzers and i paid him in fact i doubled it and gave him a shilling mrs fuller brought in an itemized bill for a crate of broken bones mended in two hundred and thirty-four places one dollar per fracture nothing exists but mind nothing she answered all else is substanceless all else is imaginary i gave her an imaginary check and now she is suing me for substantial dollars it looks inconsistent note the foregoing chapters appeared originally in the cosmopolitan magazine about three years ago m t